Shailesh, thank you so much for joining. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. I know we had to reschedule this twice. And uh, I'm also, I really wanted to apologize for the inconvenience caused last time. Um, I, I understand you must be very busy, but uh, thank you still for, uh, you know, joining again. No worries, my pleasure. Um, so there's a lot to talk about. I mean, you've done some amazing work, uh, not only, um, you know, as a, as a college graduate, uh, I mean, not only during college, but also post-graduating. Uh, I want to cover a few of those highlights and maybe, um, you know, get your, get your thoughts on those as well. Um, maybe we can start about, we can start on, uh, maybe we can start with, um, uh, your motivations, uh, uh, you know, going into engineering, what you wanted to accomplish. Um, I mean, looking back from 2021, obviously you've gone on to start multiple companies, uh, and you know, um, you're a successful entrepreneur, but going into engineering, what was your thinking? What was your thought process, etc.? Got it. So hi, Ryan, uh, good to be on your show. Uh, what, so I think, uh, typical as it is typical in India for any, uh, asp uh, aspirational person, engineering is one of the ways to, uh, break. Uh, I would say uh, the the circle and, and kind of escape into uh, a society where you can create impact uh, using your using your intellect using your hard work. So for me also, uh, I decided to choose engineering because it kind of resonated with who I am as a person, where I wanted to tinker with things and and create the world around me, which was uh, which was something which I could understand, right? Because otherwise, it's you you it's very easy to get lost. So uh, when I got into IIT, one of the uh, few things which I started doing very early on was uh, uh, started working in robotics, started working, participating in different activities to understand and to build things to satisfy my engineering mindset. And very soon thereafter, I also wanted to explore the other side of the world, which is not engineering, which is more of business side of things, consulting, etc. To uh, and then uh, have a rational thought process as to what is my calling between engineering versus management side of things and what i realize is it's it's not either or, or or this or that but it is an amalgamation of both engineering and management which is what startups are all about because you have to identify something you have to find the problem you have to solve it using first principles using uh, analysis and and applying engineering principles at the same time you also have to take care of different parts of building an organization which is right from hiring uh, recruiting people to sales fundraising etc so for me uh, having exposure to both of these very early on in college days kind of set me up for this path in which i was able to leverage my knowledge of engineering principles as well as uh, exposure to management uh, methodologies to kind of uh, start my first startup in college so, um, if I understand correctly, you worked at uh, ITC and General Electric while you were in, while you were in college, right? Not, or was that after college? That was uh, while I was in college. Yeah. So, uh, can you describe that experience maybe because both these companies are very huge companies and, you know, uh, as, um, as a young student working in uh, in these companies, what was your takeaway and, you know, was that, uh, did that, it, did that, um, I mean, so when you work for a big company, you kind of, um, um, you get an experience of, you know, how it is to work in a big company and you might want to keep working in a big company, you know, you're working at general, you might want to work at, let's say Goldman Sachs or some other company, etc. Uh, but you did something else, which was, you know, you did, I mean, was that experience, uh, did that motivate you to not work, not pursue, uh, 
सो रायन फॉर मी इट वॉज अ वेरी गुड एक्सपीरियंस बिकॉज इन बोथ द कंपनीज बोथ इन जी एंड आई टी सी आई गॉट फुल फ्रीडम एंड एंड टू डू वॉट एवर आई वॉन्टेड टू डू राइट सो फॉर एग्जाम्पल इन जनरल इलेक्ट्रिक आई वॉज बेसिकली वर्किंग ऑन जी एन एन यू आर एम प्रोजेक्ट एंड आई वॉज हैविंग अ फ्रीडम टू गो एंड मीट मिनिस्ट्रियल पीपल इन मिनिस्ट्रियल सेक्रेटरीट टू अंडरस्टैंड वॉट द गवर्नमेंट पॉलिसीज आर अराउंड दैट to uh, present my findings to the leadership team at ge in in gurgaon and uh, i was able to basically learn a lot and and directly uh, and build that confidence of of entering into corporate world right so which includes like teething problems of first time calling up a client or a vendor randomly just by picking up phone and and talking to them about yourself about about the company so that kind of experience was very instrumental for me to build confidence that i if i can achieve at that age uh, uh, uh something like talking to anyone contributing positively to the company maybe i can really uh, try to build my own company one day right uh, in itc what happens i was given a full freedom to uh, optimize pnl for a line item or for one of the uh, vertical for them and i was able to do that though that i uh by calling vendors to the site by visiting their offices by working with them collaborating with them and in i would say two months time period i was able to give savings of like uh 1.5 million dollars on an annualized basis so it was a big achievement for me as well uh in terms of uh, uh learning how to manage a complex project and stakeholder expectations while uh kind of managing people who are much older than me in age but uh, but uh using logic and and persuasion to uh, help them uh, to make them help you mhm so sorry um so um and you know, uh, these these company ideally these company ideally gave me the confidence of starting something of my own More, uh, it was not that i didn't like them but i i was like uh, if my ambitions are bigger then i i don't want to get stuck in a corporate hierarchy so i want to start something of my own so you were also active uh, i think uh, i i mean were you also active in your college uh, you know i you did a lot of i mean if i understand you were uh, also leading or heading the business club as well um, in your uh, in your college days um, i mean right. what, what, what what i mean apart from your uh, academics you know what else did you do during uh, your college experience one of the reasons to start business club was uh, i realized the exposure which i have got at ge and itc is something very unique and a lot of undergrads do not get it and uh, for them uh, whenever the placement is around the block they are basically juggling with understanding or explaining different concepts of consulting banking case studies and whether it is for them or not right so i i of creating this uh, i would say student body or organization wherein we will discuss uh, concepts of case studies consulting banking finance game theory on a weekly basis and uh, uh, educate ourselves as well as learn from others so uh, with that uh, principle we started business club and it really helped a lot of people in pursuing different alternative careers apart from engineering because that's what they, they thought their calling was so uh, when at what point in college uh, if i understand correctly you did start a uh, startup during while you were in college itself right or was that after that yeah i i started two startups one was ecosystem solutions which was in my third year and that startup uh, uh, we did uh, projects for clients in raigarh 
in Kolkata as well as our own institute, IIT Khadakpur. And thereafter, in the fifth year, I started another company called Adharap, or renamed as Mintzone, where we develop mobile payment gateways, wallets, and post terminals, and uh, raise funding for GSF later right out of college, uh, and then file three patents. So we did a lot of technical stuff around payments in India in 2012. Oh, but you also um, you also worked uh, as a consultant in uh, I think for Niti Aayog with the government. So uh, yeah. So why? Uh, I mean, um, because the so my uh, confusion here is I mean uh, the private sector is generally efficient and you know generally uh, much more entrepreneurial and uh, very um, um, you know get uh, it has a very get things uh, get things done uh, like kind of mindset. Whereas uh, government, at least the perception of government is, you know, it's pretty slow and, you know, it's not very efficient and there's a lot of bureaucracy. Um, like, uh, as since you founded two startups in your college itself, like, uh, what was your motivation to, uh, what is your thought process behind, you know, uh, working for the government? Uh, um, yeah, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think the way I looked at college life was, it is a time to experiment risk-free. So you want to, uh, instead of locking yourself into one, any one, any one theme, one vertical, you want to try as many different uh, possibilities, explore as many things in, as possible in life before you graduate from college, because you're not going to get the time back. So I started with technical stuff on robotics. I went on to do uh, like consulting case studies. I started startup, but I also wanted to try out how the government organizations work in case I ever want to uh, work with any one of them. right? And that was a very good experience because in, in planning commission, which was formerly Niti Aayog, uh, which was formerly planning commission, I got to work very closely with uh, members of Niti Aayog who are very educated, very learned people. And the kind of discussions they used to hold in those, in those meetings, it kind of opened up my eyes. Like it's not that government doesn't know what the problem is, but the problem itself is at such a scale and complex, uh, it's very difficult to to a straightforward answer or solution right so it kind of helped me develop empathy for what is happening and then the second question was can i contribute to uh, make it more efficient and that is why i worked as uh, i worked at uidi for some time to kind of contribute to the ongoing uidi or Aadhaar rollout across india and and that was more of like semi-government semi-private organization wherein uh, they have roped in uh, people from different walks of life, from from consulting, banking, technology background, but also they had officers working uh, in in those projects. So it was very beautiful, uh, I would say, coordinated uh, project between private and public sector, with the best of uh, coming from both spaces to create something which we all see as Aadhaar today. Um... Is there, I mean, uh, since during your college, you did have both these experiences of, you know, working in private sector and also in government sector. Um, I mean, what made you, you know, not pursue because, uh, you know, working for the planning commission and working for, um, you know, um, part of the other team uh, is a huge milestone in itself. So, I mean, which, which, which would have helped you uh, probably get even, I mean, uh, uh, get go deeper into the government sector as well. Um, is there something that held you back and you know wanted to pursue um, uh, that made you uh, want to pursue uh, private sector rather than the government sector? Yeah, I think it, uh, it's all about like at what scale you want to create impact and how soon do you want to create it. And if you want to work 
with government you should be thinking of like decades in the timeline right it took uh, uh nandan lekani uh, almost a decade to make uidi successful right but uh, if you are doing it on his own i would say he would he could have achieved it in much lesser time frame but the impact would not be that scale that that big right because uh, government gives you scale but you have to follow uh, basically certain timeline in which you can you can move things around and i was so young i i was not yet uh, mentally ready to kind of join government uh, at such a young age idea is to uh, do something what i can in, a, in as a private uh, entrepreneur and at some point if uh, uh, i am uh, i have achieved what i want to do then kind of go back to and and contribute to the country uh, either through government or through philanthropy okay um so um what was your uh, i mean um so in in your final in, final year of engineering um uh, i mean what did you decide to do um, post your Uh, final year i mean um by that time were you still running that second uh, that's uh, you said right. you know, you had started your startup uh, did you plan to pursue that as well or did you want to maybe start ex- i pursued it i pursued uh, uh, that startup for uh, uh, and i we launched the product we uh, raised funding we got a couple of uh, uh, clients uh, on board and then uh, uh, we kind of filed three patents also around our technology and then came a acquire offer uh, from a bangalore based startup so we kind of uh, uh, decided that it's a natural path for us because we were still too young to uh, uh, understand and we wanted to explore uh, working in a little larger metro organization with more resources so for us uh, that seemed like a natural path okay um so if so did the did the acquisition happen post graduation or while you were in gradu- uh, while you post, were post in 2039 in 2013 end of it okay okay 2013 so uh, what did you want to do post that acquisition um so i i i i worked on i wanted to continue working in fintech space so i worked with posa labs uh, for quite some time there i worked on bitcoin blockchain technology for the first time where uh, and and life has full circle so now i am back to working on in crypto space but was my first exposure to working on bitcoin uh, blockchain based technologies and after that i kind of uh, but uh, again there we because it was our organization which uh, had vinod kosla accept on the board of it so anything we wanted to do we wanted to take rbi approval before doing it and that kind of slowed things down so i decided that i want to move on and do something else and maybe uh, come back to this sometime later so i i moved on to uh, work with mbi in uh, in education technology space and thereafter uh, uh, i learned a lot in mbi uh, to be true and thereafter took some time off sabbatical to go and explore uh, valley uh, i i was there with my brother for a couple of months and there after after the, coming back from valley i started innovate um we'll talk about innovate um but before that uh, you said you went to uh, the valley so this was in the year this was in 2014 and 2015 some somewhere around 15 uh maybe you can walk, okay maybe you can walk us uh, through that experience of you know going to the um valley i mean a lot has been reported widely i mean 
lot has been said about you know uh, the experience in valley um how was your experience and you know um, um yeah i mean i think uh, so the pace of innovation the kind of ideas that people are pursuing there and the kind of uh, uh, basically culture which people have in terms of taking better on you very early on with an idea is something which was very unique uh, at that time uh, uh, however the indian ecosystem has also matured a lot from then today you can raise money from and, and every uh, uh, while sitting at home but that time uh, there was uh, it was not such mature for early stage funding uh, in india uh, i also visited happened to uh, visit y combinator right uh, uh, i would say the makkah for start uh, all over the globe and when i was at y combinator office uh, i uh, kind of pledged to myself that i will in y combinator one day and that happened uh, six months from then uh, while we were running innovate but uh, uh, that access to yc uh, found to other founders in silicon valley and learning from their experience and uh, understanding what kind of problems they were working on uh, it kind of opened my eyes to the possibilities beyond india okay um so uh, we already started we've already spoken about innovate i mean uh, can you talk can you walk us through uh, what made you start um, innovate and you know the inception of that idea um so we wanted to create uh, a a place where so we as user like uh, since i have done so many startups i realized finding office for early stage company is very difficult challenging and we wanted to create something which is beautiful uh, something like facebook or a google like office in india where people are excited to come to work and not uh, the boring cubicles which we all see uh, at at uh, traditional companies right however uh, the companies the founders don't have time or expertise uh, or money to create that kind of environment for their employees or for themselves so uh, we wanted to create something which is uh, inspiring which is beautiful uh and and quite cost cost effective and innovate uh, was a was born out of that idea of creating something which is cool which has fun vibe and which is affordable to early stage entrepreneurs and uh, which can create a environment of creativity where people want to do their life's best work and if you can even enable uh, like hundreds of thousands of people uh to create their to feel motivated on a monday morning and want to come to office i think we would have made an impact and that was the idea of of starting innovate okay um innovate went on to be acquired by oyo um so um what made you uh, you know this is your second acquisition if i'm not wrong right yeah so uh i mean so what made you decide uh, you know this is it for uh, um you know this is it for innovate and you know acquisition uh, i mean um um oyo acquiring uh, innovate would be the best uh, is probably the best way ahead for innovate uh, what was your thinking and uh, uh, why oyo and uh, uh, maybe you can uh, walk us through the reasoning for that see any uh, co-working office requires lot of capital to grow because you are really investing in setting up an office and uh, to have a perfect partner uh, like oyo who can provide those kind of resources for for the company to grow while the team can focus on executing on the plan is is like a match made in heaven so it was no brainer for oyo to acquire innovate 
and for Norway to be a part of Oyo. Um, since we are talking about the uh, uh, co-work, I mean, um, working spaces, uh, what did you think of WeWork? Uh, you know, obviously right now, uh, post bubble, uh, post the, uh, you know, bubble burst, we know what the situation is. But uh, I think you knew the story even, I mean, pre uh, when Adam Newman was still running the company, uh, what did you think of WeWork when they launched and uh, all the hype surrounding WeWork uh, when it wo- when it was at its peak? Um, did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a great concept. The guy really uh, revolutionized the way people will look at commercial real estate. I think uh, uh, it it was a great business model uh, uh, or or a business strategy. I would say, however, if it it was run a little more tightly, like a tight ship, would have uh, uh, been better for the overall industry as a whole. But I think uh, from what he created, it was it was really fabulous to see offices in a, from a different lens altogether. Right? You don't see office as office, but you see as a playful place uh, where you go and uh, feel really happy to be a part of that community. Right, right. Um... After all those acquisitions, has your uh, you seem to look up to Adam Newman? Uh, after all the you know, after all the scandals have hit, do you do you still? Um, I mean, uh, I I never said I look up to Adam Newman. I think no, no. I would look if I have to look. I would love to look up to Jeff Bezos or Steve Jobs or Elon Musk, the legends who have. So, for example, Steve Jobs, I really look up to in terms of his vision and product sense, right? Uh, Jeff Bezos more for his uh, thinking uh, for my first principles and resource allocator. He's a master resource allocator. For Elon Musk, uh, with a sheer, I would say he's a force of nature where uh, whatever he sets his sight on, uh, puts his mind to, he kind of goes into the depth of it and, and figures it out, right? So I think uh, these are the legends which someone should follow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I uh, that was a misquote from my side. Yeah. Um, uh, so post acquisition from Oyo, did you continue working at Innovate? Um, and you know, at this point in time, you've already, uh, you know, you've you've had two startups which were acquired by uh, different companies. Um, you know, a lot of people start companies, and you know, um, generally they would ideally like to exit. Uh, you know, not everybody, but uh, some people would want somebody, you know, a larger corporation to um, acquire them, or you know. Um, um, or maybe an IP or whatever, uh, but you had done that twice. Uh, so what was going on in your mind uh, then? And um, um, yeah. For me, the fun of creating something from scratch is a bigger rush than running it perpetually at scale. So I like I am more of a creator, a more of an innovator than an uh, I would say uh, management or person per se. I don't like to manage. A very large team. I'm, I'm happy managing uh, a bunch of really highly motivated, highly talented people, and 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 uh, provide them all the resources they need to do their life's best work. So uh, I would say the same is true whenever any exits happen. I don't like to continue, uh, primarily because I think unless there's an opportunity where I can still continue creating impact in a meaningful manner, right? So uh, this is uh, what I've come to realize that I would be better off as a as a as a person who is from zero to one or one to ten journey, but from ten to uh, infinity, I don't know whether uh, it's me or it's someone else. Maybe we'll see. Uh, 
Um, just to uh, just to stay on that for a bit, I just I mean, feel free to skip this question. But uh, since um, is there uh, is the, I mean, in the tech industry generally, what happens is you know there's a young founder and then uh, the company becomes really successful, scales really well, uh, and the founder is still the CEO. Um, is do you see anyone you know maybe in India or you know on a, uh, globally do you see anyone um, who uh, who you think uh, is, should probably give the reins out to you know somebody else for a, uh, to a more um, experienced CEO or uh, you know do you see any company where you think uh, you know he started this but uh, well and good but I think now it's the time to maybe um, hand over. Um, do you see a company or do you know do you know anyone i mean it's always a personal choice if i find someone who is better than me in managing a company running it uh, systematically methodically i would like to take a more of a product role where i would love to uh, innovate to conceptualize new things and let uh, someone else run on a day to day to day basis right uh, uh, and and if someone is happier running it while uh, so if they have built something successful and they want to run it it's their baby. They should have all the right to run it. But for me, I feel uh, I'm more excited by the possibilities of what all can be done, right? And and uh, bring them to life than to sticking to one thing and 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 kind of keeping control on that thing to to grow it further. Fair enough. I'm um, happy to collaborate with people who want to grow it uh, after it has found product market fit and there's a certain traction on the product. Um, so, I mean, uh, obviously you did, you did go on to start another venture after that as well. Um, YOLO bus, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, can you walk us through, you know, uh, why did, I mean, how did you end up starting YOLO bus? And if I'm not wrong, you're also running Polison simultaneously as you also run YOLO bus. Um, so, uh, you know what was the motivation behind Yolobus, and uh, while you were running Yolobus, why did you start Polysynth as well? Uh, maybe you can talk to talk about that. So we, uh, I started Yolobus because I was traveling from Bangalore to Chennai to meet a professor in IIT Madras while I was doing my payment startup, and uh, I, the bus was supposed to leave at seven in the morning, and I had a nine a.m. meeting, but uh, it was such a pathetic ride. Uh, it started a couple of hours late. Took all the reduce it could possibly take, uh, stopped at multiple random points in between, and uh, reached around 12 in the afternoon. Right, And my entire trip went to waste. I couldn't meet uh, the professor. He, he wouldn't give me any other time slot. And I had to come back. And when I reflected back after exit uh, from Innovate as to what I want to do next with my life, I was pondering on what are the areas which technology has not disrupted yet. And in mobility, I would I would say intercity there are a lot of solutions, but in, in intercity, there were hardly any, right? Which were at scale. So we started Yolobus as a full stack intercity bus travel startup, where uh, we would provide uh, reliability as an experience to the end consumer, which includes timeliness, comfort, uh, cleanliness, etc. So that bus journeys are at par with AC train journeys or, or flight journeys per se. Okay. Okay. Um, and while you were doing this, uh, um, why did you start? Why, why I mean, uh, how did the idea of Polysynth come into picture? But also, uh, I mean, as I mean, I'm sure you get a lot of ideas. Uh, as you said, uh, you like to start things from scratch. 
um, I'm sure you get a lot of ideas, you know, um, but why did you decide to pursue the Polycent one? Um, yeah. Right. So, um, uh, at some point I realized that my calling was more towards, uh, finance and technology, which I love a lot. And, uh, uh I was exploring, uh, in summer 2020, uh, 2021 as to what are the other things which, uh, are happening in the world and crypto was something which had really, uh, come up a long way in last decade and more so in 2020, right? So I wanted, and, and I, I started my journey with FinTech, uh, as I told earlier, uh, my first college startup out of college was FinTech. Second, I again worked in FinTech. So I wanted to do something and in FinTech, uh, the, the problems are unless you have a lot of capital or connection, you can't really innovate because you need access to incumbents, their APIs, their products, etc. But in crypto, it's a permissionless innovation where whatever you can dream of and think you can build. And if people also like it, then it will grow by virtue of it. So I started dabbling in crypto and uh, uh, we now what we are building is a very unique product, which is uh, essentially a completely permissionless decentralized protocol platform for anyone to trade any kind of asset in the world. So today, if you want to uh, take an exposure to US stocks or China stocks or Japanese, UK, Hong Kong, Europe, any kind of stocks or crypto assets, commodities, etc. in the world, you can easily do so on our platform without requiring any kind of paperwork, without requiring any kind of, uh, I would say, hefty fees or, or, or you know, uh, limitations. So what were earlier possible or, or available only to wealthy uh, investors or institutional players is now becoming accessible to uh, the retail user or the end user who wants to spend his hundred rupees or hundred dollars in something which uh, which could give uh, potentially better upside than keeping it in bank. Um, so um, I wanted to ask you one. Um, uh, I mean, on the uh, Yolo bus idea, I mean, you. Uh, I mean, it was based off an based uh, based off an experience that you had, and then you went on to pursue it as an idea. Uh, in 2021, I mean, uh, as you said, the technology has matured in multiple industries. I mean, mobiles, I mean, there are so many app, there, there is almost an app for everything. Um, and you know, um, even the accessibility, um, like it's, it's compared to 2014, 2015, you know, so many more people have access to smartphones and technology, uh, in their pockets. Um, how difficult do you think is it, uh, to start a new startup, uh, in the tech space? I mean, um, is the opportunity has the opportunity uh, dramatically reduced, or is there still like a lot to explore and you know a lot of companies to start? See, uh, definitely we are uh, just getting started. The entire uh, I would say internet uh, technology era is twenty thirty years old uh, compared to the history of industrialization or or man itself, right? So uh, definitely we are early stage. The only thing is. The, the baseline or the benchmark has improved a lot earlier, uh, having a website, uh, so uh, way back in 20, like in early 2000, just having a domain name or .com was good enough, right? Then it was, you need to have a functional website, uh, uh, and that was good enough. Then you want needed to have a mobile application and then 
a smoother UI UX user experience. And now uh, you need to have some traction or, or basically some kind of product market fit metrics for, for you to uh, think that it's you are on something big, right? So I would say uh, while the baseline has improved, which is good for the ecosystem, but the opportunities have also quadrupled with the same because today every single thing uh, and, and you can within the same vertical, you have like in FinTech, you have hundreds of companies each reaching a unicorn status possibly in next decade or so, right? So what's happening is the democratization of access to information, uh, the democratization of access to tools and technologies, low cost tools and technologies for you to create something beautiful. And uh, uh, a single developer can create the entire product, which earlier used to need a team of people to put together servers, put together hardware, etc. So we are going to see a lot more competition, but that's going to be healthy because a lot more ideas can flourish at a very uh, low cost of exploitation. Also, um, since I mean, uh, since you've come a long way since starting, you know, multiple companies. Um, uh, in your opinion, like how has the industry changed? Uh, you know, the startup industry, the tech industry, uh, businesses in India. Uh, you know, do you do you see any major changes? Uh, I mean, what do you think are the major changes that have happened over the you know past decade, past five years? Come again? Um, I mean, so you have had a lot of experience starting multiple companies. Um, so I'm just wondering, uh, in your opinion, um, what do you think were the major changes in startup industry, in the startup world, in, in tech, in, you know, businesses in India, uh, or globally over the past decade or five years? Right. Uh, I would say, uh, one of the biggest changes, a lot more people are ready to, uh, take bet on you a lot, uh, on you and, and, uh, basically, well, Using the product, uh, both in a, a personal capacity as well as in a business context, so that is a very welcoming change. Because as a startup, what do you need? You need only two things, right? You need someone to bet on you with your money, with their money, and you need someone to use your product and give you feedback on the product. So both uh, the ecosystem has matured multifold in both directions, and I would say today, uh, every uh, one in three people you talk to. They want to do a startup or they are already doing a startup. Um, how far do you think we are from um, your last? I, I don't know. I, I know that you went to Silicon Valley in 2015, 2014, 2015. I don't know if you went after that, but um, how far do you think, you know, India or Bangalore is from, um, um, you know, reaching the Valley status? I think uh, what's happening today is uh, no one is sharing Valley status. We are solving our own problems in a very unique way, and we are ahead of them in many areas. Example in fintech, you have UPI, you have QR-based payment systems, QR code-based payment systems. You have uh, complete India stack, which is covering, uh, I would say, a lot of applications. And then newer things are being built on top of it, like aggregator economy, etc. So I think uh, uh, it's only a matter of time. India will leapfrog uh established centers of innovation and will uh establish its position on the world map so if you look at even crypto today polygon one of the uh, most famous projects globally is from india where uh these are uh three four co-founders who uh who earlier found it difficult to raise money from indian vcs 
but within a span of 3 years their company is valued at 10 to 20 10 to 15 billion dollar in liquid market cap right uh, and then this is unheard of so i would say and then there are other products which have like billion dollar plus tvl from india and tvl is total value locked in those protocols so uh, indian projects indian startups indian founders are are uh, creating a name for themselves and uh, as i talk to many investors and, and uh, different service providers vendors in crypto ecosystem the fact that you are from india plays in your favor because they know that indian projects are creating waves across the world so i think the tides are turning and people are acknowledging uh, indian founders who uh, who are also becoming more visionary more bold in their approach because of the success they have seen either in their peer group or themselves in last few years do you have any thoughts on uh, the chinese ecosystem as well i, I haven't spent that much time on chinese ecosystem but i think uh, uh, a lot of uh, I, I really have no idea on chinese ecosystem per se sure sure um how many startups do you think you'll so what okay anyways before i come to that um actually yeah, you know so how many startups do you think you will end up starting um or you know will you at one point decide that you know abhi to i mean now i want to invest maybe abhi to invest karna hai, i mean so do you yeah, have i i think i don't have an answer to that but every startup will start with the idea of taking it public taking making it big right uh, at some point uh, so with policy our idea is to continue doing it for next 10 15 years at least and, and then we'll see where it goes to uh, and what crypto kind of gives us the freedom is to try out different ideas because in defi uh, everything you do can help you grow your product multifold so this is the ecosystem which is very natural to me as uh, we have a core product offering and then we collaborate we partner with different other protocols to offer uh, complementary products to the end user right and and uh, uh, defi ecosystem is more collaborative in nature compared to web 2.0 where uh, companies compete with each other in web 3.0 they like to collaborate more than compete because they uh, uh, like there's so much opportunities to be created together so i think in this you will see much more innovations coming out of us uh, as we speak um uh, and we are going to announce few ideas few few opportunities we are exploring but overall uh, i want to stay in crypto for as much, as long as possible and uh, keep on trying multiple things in and around policy um i think my last question would be what is i mean do you have a plan i mean um, what are the next 2 uh, 5 years i mean do you make uh, do you have like a 2 to 5 year plan or like do you just uh, you know go with it i think covid taught us uh, life is very fragile you can't plan <laughs> uh, too long in in future but uh, what i i i don't live in past i don't live future i live in present where uh, i know what i have at hand and try to make the most out of it and uh, thereafter uh, things take their own course so for me what's important is i do what i love and i spend time with my family with my friends and uh, i keep on uh, enjoying my work and keep on creating happiness or impact around me on that note shailesh th- thank you so much for uh, taking the time uh, on a weekday uh, especially uh, 
and uh, yeah, sorry for the inconvenience that was caused on the first recording again. Uh, so yeah. No worries, uh, Ryan. It was a pleasure. Uh, really nice talking to you.